Welcome everyone to the Oave Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Nun Zayin. We'll begin on Nun Vav Amur Bet. Says the Gemara the following: Ahate Dirami Barhama. Last line of the page. It's the sister of Rami Barhama, Havenis brother of Ivia. She was married to Ivia. Irkas Kituba, and she lost her Kituba. Atu lekamed Rabbi Yosef. So they came in front of Rabbi Yosef, and they asked the question whether or not the husband is allowed to be with his wife without a ketubah. This that we say, that a person uh, has, makes a condition about a ketubah, the condition is batel, and yet the bi'ilah is bi'ilat zinut. Because we said in the Mishnah that if a person makes a condition that he wants to get out of the Kitubah obligations, not only does the condition gone, but since the girl doesn't know that there's going to be a Kitubah, living with a girl without a Kitubah is be latzinut. That's true according to the Bimir. But the rabbis say, A person could uh, keep his wife for two or three years without a Kitubah, and there's no Zinut problem. Why? Because Because we're not worried about that. Amar Abaya, Abaya says, "Vuhu v'hamar b'nachman amashmul halachakar b'mizik b'gzerot ha'avato." We have a rule that whenever a mayor makes a gzera, we follow him with halacha. And over here, a mayor is the author of the gzera that you can't live without a. Without a ketubah at all, Sumer says, "Oh, you're right, Ihachi. If that's true, that there's a rule, we go like Mermeir in any of his decrees. Zil katavla go write her ketubah. So basically, he told of Ivya that you have to go and write a new ketubah for Rami Barachama's sister. Kiatar of Dimi when of Dimi came." Amari said, about whether or not a, a person, a husband, can make a condition. We mentioned the bright before whether the husband can take make a verbal condition to lower the kitubah. Does it work? This machloket is only bitchila in the beginning. Now. He doesn't say the beginning of what. So the Gemara is going to later on clarify this, but we'll just understand. So according to this, Rabbi Shubhan Levi is claiming, Machlokar is only the beginning, but in the end, whatever that means, everyone agrees that, that, that she's not forgiving the Ketubah. Once she already got it, it's too late. And Ryochan says, Ben Zub, Ben says, whether the beginning or the end, either way, there's a Machlokar, Rabbi Dan Rossi, whether or not a person... Can forgive and Rabbi says you can even forgive in the end. So again, it's machloket amoraim. Well, Rabbi Shulman Levi actually and Rabbi Yochanan, whether or not Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Yossi are arguing in all cases, like the way Rabbi Yochanan puts it, or only in quotes the beginning, but in the end, whatever that is, no. 
Amar Abiyabhu. So now Abiyabhu explains. He's explaining this machloka. I heard from Rabbi Yochanan what he meant when he said they argue in both. And he says, Rabbi Yochanan claimed that he's not arguing with Rabbi Shubhan Levi. Why? Because when Rabbi Shubhan Levi says that they argue only in the beginning, when he said beginning, he means at the beginning of the chupa. And therefore, that's when you can do it. Umay sof, what does, he, when he say, what does he mean when he says in the end you can't? Sof biya. Sof biya means after the guy finished having relations, then he can no longer make conditions. Vechi kamina, when did I say whether this or whether that is a machlok between the Buddha and the I only said that techilat chupa, in the beginning of chupa, or sof chupa, the end of chupa. So I was talking about the beginning and the end of chupa which is the end of the chuppah is the beginning of Bia. And therefore, everyone agrees that from the beginning of the chuppah till the beginning of the Bia, everyone agrees there's a machloket. But everyone also agrees that at the end of the Bia, there is no, there is no possibility to verbally change the ketubah. That's all when Rav Dimi came from Israel. Kiat Rabbein, when Rabbein came, Amari said, Mishum Mishum Pazi, is only at the end. Everyone agrees that, that the condition works. Both of you and agree that the condition works in the beginning. That's according to Rabin's explanation of Mishra Levi. And according to Rabin's explanation of Mishra either way, it's a machloket even at the end. Amr Rabbi Abhu is going to now explain the Rabin version. And he says, I can explain Yochanan's words. Yochanan told me the following words. That I, we're not arguing. Why? When Yochanan says, Basof, that he said they only argue in the end. That's Sof Chupa, the end of Chupa. That he says they, that they don't argue. That's Chilat Chupa. The beginning of Chupa, everyone says it works. And the end of the Chupa, it's a machloket. I'm talking about the beginning of Bia and the end of Bia. There, everyone agrees there's a machloket because it's all part of the Bia. Amr Papa, Papa says, Had not Rabbi Abu told us that he actually heard from Rabbi Yochan what he really meant, I would not have assumed he meant that. Havamina, I would have said, Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi plea that Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi are actually arguing. And Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi And we'll say that Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi are not arguing. Meaning that, the, that uh, instead of saying that, like right now we're saying that Rabbi and Rabbi are arguing. Because Rabbi is claiming that the Machloket is in the beginning. And Rabbi is saying the Machloket is, he's saying that, I'm sorry, hold on a second. Where Avdimi is saying that the Machloket is in the beginning, and Rabin is saying the Machloket is only in the end. So we'll tell you now that had I not known that really Rabbi Yochanan and Rishul ben Levi are not arguing, I would have rather said that Rabbi Yochanan and Rishul are arguing, Right? When the, where the machloket is, 
But Rav Dimi and Rabin are not arguing. Umay Sof the Amar Rabin. When Rabin says that they argue in the end, right? That's Sof Chupah. It's end of Chupah. Umay Tchilat the Amar Rav Dimi. Tchilat Biyah. I would have said that when he says Sof, it means the end of Chupah. And when he says the beginning, it means the beginning of Biyah. And therefore, they're both talking about the same thing. I would rather say Rav Dimi and Rabin are not arguing. Of course, now that I know that they are, that Rabbi Yochanan, and the Bishim Levi are not arguing, so it must be the Bishim Levi are arguing. This is my Kamashman, which means, why is your Papa telling us that he'd rather have said this had we not known the truth? Once we know the truth, what's the point of saying what you'd rather have said? No, I'll tell you. Ha Kamashman, we're telling you two things. Number one, It's better to say that two Amoraim are arguing about their own machloket, meaning Rabbi Shubham Levi and Rabbi Yochanan, rather than saying the two Amoraim are arguing about what one said. Because you have Rav Dimi saying that the Machloket is in the beginning. And you have Rabin saying the Machloket is in the end. <coughs> now, that's a Machloket about what somebody said. We'd rather, if we could explain soft, basically there's an ambiguous word, beginning and end. Uh, we could use, the we could use the, the fact that one could be beginning of Bia and one could be beginning of Chuppah to make them not argue. If we have a choice what not to argue, we'd rather say that, that Rabin and Rabdimi are not arguing about what somebody, what somebody said. Rather, we'd rather have them argue about uh, what they hold. So in order to do that, it would have been better to have Rabdimi and Rabin be the ones who are not arguing and Rab Yochanan and Rishul Levi, the ones that are arguing. But since Rabbi Yochan actually said that he's not arguing with Rishul Levi, we have no choice but to make Rabbi Nehemi yes argue. And basically, what we're learning from here is that it's always best, in general, when you're out there, if you have, a, if you're left with an ambiguous statement, and you could either make the people arguing in logic or the people arguing about what somebody said, it's better to argue about the logic. Okay. Here we have a Mishnah. Says the Mishnah. A girl who was never married before is given time to prepare herself for the wedding. Between the Kiddushin and the Nisuin, there's going to be a hiatus in order for them to get married, says the Mishnah. So she has 12 months from when the husband tells her that they're planning a wedding, she has 12 months to prepare herself for the wedding to make her linens or whatever it takes. To get herself ready. The same way you give a woman time to get ready. We also give the man time to pay the, to pay the wedding feast. But for a widow, we give her less time. We give her, give her only 30 days and not 12 months. Let's say the time came that they gave her. 
and now the husband is holding back and he's not making the wedding. So the girl is already and the husband is not. At that point, the woman is able to start charging stuff on his bill in the store. Why? He comes to, the, to his grocery store and he notices there's the charge on the bill. Who is this charge from? Oh, your fiancé came in and charged her daily food on the bill. Who gave her permission to? Well, she's allowed to because you delayed the wedding and since she was supposed to have been married. At this point, you're responsible to pay for her grocery bill. Not only that, this girl is also able at 12 months to eat ruma. Because mid a girl could eat ruma as soon as she gets kitushin. However, the rabbi said that she, don't, she doesn't eat until she's fully married. But since in this case, the fact that she's not fully married is squarely the husband's fault. Therefore, the girl has the right to eat truma as well once the 12 months have passed. Now, there's a machlok at how much truma he could give her. Truma, of course, is much easier for a kohen to obtain than for him to actually buy food. Because in order to buy food, you have to go into the store and buy grapes at the full price. But if you, someone gives you truma grapes, you basically got it for free. So the question is, when he's supporting her, can he say, you know what, I'm going to give you all truma grapes, because now that you're allowed to eat truma, I'm going to give you all truma grapes. All, being that he's not married, he'll give her all truma grapes. Or, maybe you're not allowed to give all truma grapes. Now the reason why you want to give all truma grapes is because truma can only be eaten when a person is in a state of holiness. And a girl is not totally in control of herself. And during a certain time of the month, she's not completely holy and she won't be able to eat truma. So if he's able to give her all truma grapes, she will sometimes not be able to eat it and have to sell it to other people in order to support herself. So therefore, the question is, can he give her all truma? That's a lenient opinion of Tarfan. Or Bekivis is no mechzachun and mechzachuma. You only give her half and half. Half regular food at full price and half truma. Says the Mishnah further. Hayavam enomachil Let's, if you have a, a person who's taking over his husband's kedushin, which means that the person whose brother married a girl and then died before he, before he got to Nisu, and now the brother's taking over, right? He cannot give truma to his wife. What does that mean? To his uh, girl who's waiting for his yibum. How does that work? If she was had Kiddushin for six months with the original, her first husband, and then the husband dies, and now she's six months waiting for Yibum, we don't combine them two together and say, oh, you're 12 months now, and now you can eat Shuma. No, it doesn't count. You're still only six months. Even if she was 11 months and 29 days in front of the, with the husband waiting for the wedding, and then she waits one bit, you say, okay, one more day in Chalas, now you can eat. No. Let's say she has 364 days in front of the Yavam, and she was only married for one day to the original husband. She can't eat Chuma yet if, she's, if he's a Kohen. All this is Mishnah, Mishnah. That's the first original Mishnah. But then there was another Betin called Betin of Achanim, which disagreed with everything we just said. And they say, turn the page, 
A woman cannot eat truma until she actually goes to the chuppah, even after 12 months, she's not entitled to truma, according to this Mishnah Acharona. Says the Gemara, How do we know that there's 12 months for them to wait? Amar Chisid Amar Kabazuk says, This Pasuk takes place when Rivka Eliezer negotiates for Rivka, and now they agree to the Shiduch, and then they, after agreeing to the Shiduch, they tell Eliezer, let the girl stay with us for some days or ten. Okay? And Eliezer says, no, I want to bring her home, and they ask the girl, Rivka says she wants to leave, and she leaves. But we're learning from the, the words of Lavan and his mother. Let the girl stay with us days or ten. Miami, what does it mean, days? If you want to say today, maybe you'll say days means a minimum days. What's a minimum days? Since days is plural, it's got to be two days. So they're asking, let's say two days or ten days. Do people talk like that? Do people ask for two days, get a rejection, and then come back and say, okay, no two, so let me have a ten? No one does that. So it doesn't make sense. That the yamim, the days, is less than 10. It's got to be more than 10. And the yamim shana must be days is a year. Dekhtiv, it says, yamim tiye gulato. The pasuk says, when it comes to uh, redeeming a field from a walled city, it says, yamim tiye gulato, which means that for days you can redeem it. And we learn that over there it means a year. So to the here, the word yamim means a year. The emachodesh, who told yamim has got to be. A year, because a year is more than 10 days. According to, this, according to this, a year, by the way, 10 means 10 months. So to, he, basically they were saying, a year or 10 months. The Gemara says, maybe it means a month. And if so, 10 would mean 10 days. Yes, you see the word Yamim used for years. You see the word Yamim used for months. How, for for a month. However, yamim used for years was plain days. And when it used the word yamim for a month, it says ad chodesh yamim. But since it's used in conjunction with the word chodesh, so the word yamim in a standalone word does not mean a month. Whereas the word yamim in the other context of the Pasuk, when it says in the words yamim over there, the word yamim itself means a year. Amar Abzeir Abzeir learnt. Tana we learnt in a brayta. Kitana he who bet the bilchum not kev. That word alone with the kitana is that she or her father can say she doesn't want to get married. If you have a kitana that got engaged and now she wants to do chupa where she could have relations, whether she, if she doesn't want to, then even twelve months past she's not married. Or the father doesn't want to, he could stop them from getting married. Says I understand why she could stop. She could stop him because she could say that she doesn't want to get married till she's older. Because it's hard for them to have relations, so she might not want to get married till she's older. But the father, why does the father care if she wants it? Let her get it. Savar he holds. Now she's going to say yes because she doesn't know what's good. 
Miradan later, she's going to rebel against her husband. Vinafka, he's going to kiss her. He'll divorce her. But she'll fall on me. I'll have to marry her off again. I'll have to pay again for another wedding. And therefore, the father could stop her, even though it's not relevant to him. He's not getting hurt. But he could stop her because he doesn't want her to get married, get divorced, then he'll have to marry her off again. You, we don't force a ketana to get married when she's a ketana. But we push her to get married when she's older. Pshita, of course. What's the chidush? You can push her to get married. Maybe she'll get really scared. So the point is, we're allowed to push a katana to get married now for when she's older, right? So, of question is of course. But you might have thought that maybe the fact that she's scared to get married might make her weak, that she won't get get married when she's older. Chidush is that the, the psychological thing that she has to get married is okay, and she won't, and you're allowed to marry her off now for later. If a girl turned 12 and a half, even for just one day, and she got Kedushin, she has 30 days only to get married. Like an Amana, how could you say they say they say that uh, the writer says that a bagra, a girl who turned twelve and a half, as soon as she gets married, it's like they asked him to get married, and he doesn't have to say I want you to get married. My love, let's assume just like a betula, just like a girl who never got married, they have twelve months. So to here. We're assuming that you have 12 months. Why are you saying that we have 30 days? You have 12 months. Look, it means like an amana. And therefore, there's only 30 days. Tashma, I'll bring you another proof. It says, Bogeret, It says that a girl is 12 and a half. Once she waits 12 months, since the husband has to pay for her food, he also has the right to knock off her vows as if he was married to her. And you see that it's 12 months and not 30 days. You, we said it's 30 days. Here it's 12 months. Change the Mishnah to say two different cases. One is a Bogeret. Another girl is a girl who waited 12 months, who's a Nara. They say since you have to pay, he's my, he's my fan. But really, a Bogeret alone, you don't only have 30 days. Tasha will bring another proof. It says, if you get married to a betula for stage one, whether the husband wants to get married and she's, she's dragging her feet, whether she asked and he's dragging his feet, you give her 12 months from the time that he demanded to go to Chupa. But not from the time of Erosim. And if she turns 12, it's as if they asked. 
כיצד? בהגרלה יום אחד, if she became a בוגרת, even for one day, and then she gets married, then you have 12 months. ולארוסה, that's if it's, if she's, an ארוסה, 30 יום she gets 30 days. So you see from here, that's the tuyuf to honor of Huna. We're knocking off of Huna because we see that uh, a, a girl gets actually um, 12 months. Okay. Okay. My ulara social media. What does it mean when you give the arusa 30 days? Amara papa, hachi kama, bogeret shavru alea, shnemasar chodesh. If you have a bogeret who passed 12 months, when it catch and she got, she got engaged, she has 30 days, like an almana. So that's what it means when it says Arusa gets 30 days. That means that if, if you're a Bogeret who already passed 12 months while you're a Bogeret, and then you get. In other words, if you're 12 months in, to, if you, if, when you're 12 months into Bogrut, then you get engaged, and you have 30 days only. Okay. We're at the two dots on the bottom of the page. Higiyu is Manlonisu. We're going to stop. Is that the same that for tomorrow's daf? Higiyu is Manlonisu. It's on the last wide line. Baruch Adonai. First wide line. Baruch Adonai. Amen. Amen.